This is exactly right. Hey, Scotty, you ready for this one? Curdy B, I am so ready to just laugh and laugh and laugh. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a. I'm gonna do a headline that I'm gonna do after the break right Crazy. now because this headline is so funny. Okay. But I don't want to lead with it. Okay. Um, here it is. I'm excited. Police rush to reports of ritual mass murder, but it was just a yoga class. <laughs> oh, no reason to feel down dog about this stretchy epi of bananas. Guys, gals, banana pals, welcome to another episode of Bananas. I am sitting in the same room with Scotty Landon. So rare. It's so rare. And I'm sitting across from the one and over, one and only, the big banana himself, Curdy B, Kurt Brownoler. We just got our steps in protesting with the WGA. Oh, hell yeah. We're 10,000 steps in. It's just before noon and we're drinking vodka sodas. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I got six miles. I walked six miles. Hey, that's good. That's not bad, baby. Um, and yeah, I'm having a, a single vodka soda to celebrate that Scotty's in my home. It feels great. It's Friday where we are, and we're just so glad that every week you step into the 55-minute bliss pit known as Bananas, where you can just <laughs> say, F your boss, F your stresses, maybe your partner's pissed you off this week. Let it go. Let it go. We're, we're just like a warm towel, if that was comfortable. We're silly and absurd weighted blankets that you kick off in the middle of the night, but for that first hour, you're Ooh. very secure. And, you do, and you know what? It only lasts an hour. So it is the perfect amount of time you won't want to kick us off. That's right. I wanted to, this is, I'm very excited because um, Derek Brown, do you know Derek Brown? Love Derek Brown. Derek Brown. I met Derek on a tour with Eugene Merman, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. He's a poet. He's a poet and a comedian. Wow. And when we say poet and comedian, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it sounds bad. Um, his poetry is not only very funny, but it's also like like literally one of his poems uh, we had read at our wedding. I remember. He is so he's one of the best poets in America. Truly, and his performance style is very unique and awesome. And he's got a new album that comes out September fourteenth. Oh, I'm cool! Very excited about it. Um, I think it's awesome. I think you will really like it. I will. Um, it's called uh, Derek Brown's Comedy and Poetry, A Close Shave with Heaven, which I love. And the cover is like that. Remember that classic whipped cream cover from Herb, uh, Albert? Herb Albert and the of Tijuana Brass? But it's him <laughs> covered in whipped cream. Okay, I have a funny story about that. But finish your plug for our good friend Derek. Um, I just want you to go get it. It's on Pretty Good Friends, which is Eugene Merman uh, and Julie Smith's new record label that's distributed by Sub Pop, so it's cool in multiple ways. Yeah, that's really cool. And I just love Derek so much, and I'm very, very excited for this album. I would love for you to go and um, order it right now. Right now. 
Getting into poetry is something people always want to do new things like cooking classes or I don't know, golf or something, whatever people do. But just reading good poetry is something that nobody our generation ever does. And they should. I ran into a buddy of Derek Brown's on the picket today before you got there. And we were just talking about reading his poetry because he's very prolific. Mm -hmm. And so he bangs out. I don't know. He's like 15 actual books of poetry. And um, and he is one of like the like, you know, like the most like he is heralded, you know, and and we're talking about reading it. Yeah. And it's not like you can sit down with his book and just read it. No, it's it takes it's almost like you can read one poem a day. Right. Because it's so dense and there's so many feelings that you're having while you're reading it. And yes. It's so funny that it has to just sit with you and percolate throughout the day. That's nice. Because uh, otherwise, if you did it too much, your brain just feels like uh, assaulted almost with too much em- emotion. But isn't that nice? Exactly yes. what you're saying. It's like you read a poem and think yes. about it. Just read one, put it down, walk away. It's the best. And also, it's like you read. Mm-hmm. You read. Mm-hmm. In the time it would take you to read an Instagram post, you just did like an amazing thing for your brain. I'm cultured. Yeah. I am. Cu- yeah, that is so true. So quick side story. Yep. A good friend of mine, he and his girlfriend at the time, she was graduating from University of Maryland College Park. She lived off campus with like five other women in a house. And he was like, will you help us move? And I was like, sure. Because I was down in Baltimore at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I went and... You know how like you have roommates in college and whoever leaves first just leaves so much shit. Like yeah. people just leave and furniture. Oh, because they you just don't you don't understand what you could possibly do with it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're just like you don't understand that there's a disposal system that the city runs that you just have to call them. Yes. You're just like, I don't know. I got to run away. Exactly. So I uh, go down there and these women had left so much stuff and poor Amanda was the last one there. And so we're moving stuff out and throwing stuff away. Uh. And then so I opened this one closet and it had a stack of records and CDs in wrapped. And I guess one of the women used to be like a music sales person as her side job. And just left it? Tons. And just thought it was worthless. And one <gasps> of the stacks was the Herb Alpert whipped cream and other <gasps> delights. No. Wrapped CDs and vinyls. And I was like, can I have these? And Amanda's like... Yes, this is going in the trash can if you don't want it. And my buddy Casey, his now wife, um, was like, why do you want these? And I was like, these are valuable. And he's like, okay, dude. Anyways, long story short, I ended up taking them up to Brooklyn with us. The three of us were living together. And I sold those for $30 a piece and made like $660. What? Yeah. And just put them on Craigslist for 25 bucks or 30 bucks. And then people just rolled up because they were wrapped. And, yeah. and he was like, how did you know? And I'm like... Sometimes you look at something, and if if Bananas, if you don't know this album cover, it's so great. It's a classic. It's Herb Alpert's Tijuana Brass Band, and it is a woman sitting in what looks like a giant pile of whipped cream, Mm -hmm. and her ample bosoms are covered with whipped cream. She has it on her head like a funny little hat. Yep. And it is a famous album cover, and I sold this in Brooklyn in 2006. I could. I wish I had a thousand. I would have been so rich. Anyways, it was a funny thing where somebody's like, these have no value to me. And I'm like, so broke. I'm like, oh, I'll find value in this. (laughs) I love that so much. I used to do it all the time. Oh, man. Last time we were recording a solo episode, speaking of Craigslist, Mm -hmm. was trying to give away a haunted uh, haunted high chair. Yeah, what happened with that? That She was running the Gramster. Yeah, grandma scammed me. It was a grandma scam. What does that mean? She, I wanted to give it to someone who would use it. And so this woman was like, 
oh, my grandson would love that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, I want a grandma to have it. That's nice. And because uh, it was my high chair and my mom's dead and my mom saved it for me for her entire life. You You're know? picturing a nice, sweet, like 80 year old abuela, just yes. a beautiful Los Angeles resident that's like, my grandson will love this. Exactly. And his, her grandson won't. But <laughs> it'd be nice in the house. Um, and so... Uh, and so I was like, great. And, and I was like, she's like, and I was like, you should come soon though, because a lot of people are asking about it. Yeah. And she said, well, let me see how far away I'll put it in the GPS. <laughs> the Garvin And then it was movie. like, we wait, I mm-hmm. wait and defer to put it in the GPS. And then she responds like, it's 40 minutes away. And I was like, okay, listen, if you want to okay. come, I'll hold it for you. So you don't waste your time driving. Very nice of you. And she said, that's so nice of you. Thank you. I just have to get gas. A classic grandma thing to do. And I said, um, I'll hold it for you. Okay. And then she responded, awesome, thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I can't, my, all my grandparents are sadly deceased, but I don't think any of them ever said the word awesome. <laughs> Someone who says, let me plug it into the GPS and get back to you with how far away it is. Okay. Does not say awesome, thanks afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And then she just never, and then she, and I just kept, res- uh, she never showed. Let never showed. Cook. And then another guy came, said he was a teacher to get another piece and he was just a junk guy so he makes money hauling junk or something yep oh that's but sucks. he also makes money by lying to people and saying i run a school where i would love this crib and i was like what school needs a crib wow. i don't know i want to get rid of this crib weird it's so weird what a hard scam for so much hard work right you're lying to people to carry heavy things and dispose of them i guess recycle them or upcycle or them he or has whatever. like a junk shop i yeah. feel like he has a junk shop yes Anyway, I, I felt like I like, you know, Craigslist always gives you like into this like weird like subculture that you never oh, knew yeah. existed. That is true. And it happens very quickly. And it still exists somehow. Yeah. But luckily I gave the high chair to a mom. Oh, good. Glendale. Glendale Moms. Totally going to use it. Good name for a TV show. Oh my God, it is. All right, here it is. Ready? Yeah. So I gave you police rush to reports of ritualistic. Yeah, we'll do it after the break. It was just a yoga class. We'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. Coming back to that because I want to tell you, Scotty. Okay. uh, About twenty-four extremely local cryptids you've probably never heard of. Oh, I love a cryptid. (laughs) These cryptids are wonderful. This is on Atlas Obscura, and I found it just because I follow Atlas Obscura on Instagram. We do. Should too. Yep, we're members. This was written by Eric. Groundhouse. Thank you, Eric. Best in the Eric biz. Grundhauser. Best in the cryptozoology biz. Uh, and uh, this is an Atlas Obscure. Here it is. This is, I love this open. This open is, he is really the best in biz. Full disclosure. I choose to believe in the possible existence of cryptids. Me too. Sort of. Yep. I like the idea that there are strange, undiscovered creatures hidden in the shadows of our world. I'm well aware of how utterly unlikely it is that cryptids (laughs) and other folkloric creatures exist, but I'm certainly not alone in my blinding enthusiasm for them. We recently asked the readers in our community forum to tell us their favorite local cryptids, and to paraphrase a great fictional person, the response makes us want to believe. From a creature that's more a rabbit than a human to a herd of extremely local Bigfoots. <laughs> <laughs> Localized Big Feet. Scientists escape melon heads. Uh-huh. Our readers and staff told us about a wide variety of incredible beasties from their regional folklore. You can see some of our favorite responses below. If you want to read more about local cryptids, tell us your favorite unknown creature. You can head to the community forum and join the conversation because that's the kind of place Atlas Obscura is. First one off the bat. 
old Ned. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy. Just, it's Lake Utopia, New Brunswick. Okay. Quote, apparently there's a monster in that lake, old Ned, they call him, and sightings go back into local indigenous folklore. Okay. My grandfather claimed to have seen it as a boy, serpent-like and scaly and swimming very quickly across the lake. You can well imagine that hearing that story, the imagination of a six-year-old me latched on to what must likely have been what had must have been like for my grandfather's 10-year-old self back in the 1920s. Right. Uh, another one. <laughs> Big Muddy Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Named by a local four-year-old. <laughs> this is from okay. Murfreesboro, Illinois. Oh, that's a real place. Um, near Southern Illinois University of Carbondale. Okay. Has repeated sightings of this and smellings. Of the big muddy monster, many believe it to be related to the Crevecourt monster sighted near the St. Louis suburbs. This is an animal often likened to Sasquatch in size and appearance, but with a distinct skunky smell. Right. Those who believe the two cryptids are the same surmise that the animal swam down the big muddy river in Murfreesboro to the Mississippi River and thence north to the Missouri River by which it swam to abandon the river near Crevecourt. A lot of swimming here. A Not a swimming. great local cryptid if it's a swimming swamp squatch. Yeah. Uh, Northern Virginia. I'll just give you a couple more. Sure. I, I love these. these. For the end. Northern Virginia. Bunny man. <laughs> I mean, that would be the scariest one. That would be. Ha- yeah. If I mean, you like, saw a part man, part bunny. So scary. What was that movie? Creme Master Cycle. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those? Yeah, dude. That, that was dates us. very upsetting. Yeah, I yeah. saw him on Atlanta. Wow, you did? With Matthew Barney, Matthew right? Matthew Barney. Bjork's yeah. ex-husband or husband or whatever. That For bananas who would go, what the fuck are they talking about? There was this like 10-part short film thing called the Creme Master Cycle or the Cream Master Cycle. Yeah. And it was this art world film thing that... All the cool people before the internet really took off, you would go to these film festivals and watch the whole thing. And it was, it, I sat through it as a 20 year old or 21 year old going like, this is important. I have to respect this. Uh Boy, it's boring. It's, oh, it's boring. But the images are half human. So absurd and upsetting. Um, it's like it's very, very disturbing. Half man, half goat, half animal, half man. It's a very if you're bored or you love drugs, check out Matthew Barney's Cream Master yeah. Cycle. No, I was thinking of the one like time travel with the the engine that falls off the plane and oh, the bunny yeah. man. Oh. What the fuck was that? Ga- movie? Guardians? What? Guardians? No. Oh. Um, that last Guardians movie bummed me it out. It bummed me Let's out. Let's just man. torture animals. No, thank you. Uh, it was like, what the? Bananas hell? takes a strong stance against hurting animals. We are pro animal on this pod. And it's like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a movie for children. Mm. Donnie Darko is what I'm talking about. Oh, Donnie about. Darko, very haunting rabbit man. Yes. Exactly, right? So, Bunny Man, yes, yeah, scary. Um, <laughs> Bunny Man. <laughs> Virginia, it's the Bunny Man. I don't know if we can consider him a cryptid or a ghost story. One story is that he was a man who escaped a state facility, lived in the forest, and wore rabbit pelts to stay warm. The other is the same, except there's an experiment that goes horribly wrong <laughs> at the swings. facility, and he becomes half man, half buddy. Um, and that's then there's funny. the. I mean, uh, that's great. It's probably just a guy who is wearing a rabbit. Yeah, an unhoused wilderness survival. Guy. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Crops. Maybe you know about this. Mm-hmm. Do you know about? Rougarou? Don't know Rougarou. From Louisiana? No. Um, and derives from the French word loop guru, loop guru, 
which literally means werewolf. So it's a werewolf from Louisiana. Probably. I believe that one because the bayou and the swamps down there are so remote and insane. I do believe that one. Right? I bet you it's there. It's better to believe. The Lake Worth monster? That's a big one. Is it really? Fort Worth? Yeah. Yeah, that one we did something on Mega Drive. We took Johnny down there and put him in, and we were trying to find the Lake Worth monster. Oh, okay. Um, and then... Uh, Grass man. <laughs> it's from Ohio. Of course. No, 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 no shade on Ohio, but the the most boring name for a monster you could possibly come up with. That's grass man. It's a giant hominid. Uh, it's in Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Oh, Cuyahoga, Park. sure. There's a giant hominid called the grass man and his three toes for some reason. I really hope he's more Swamp Thing than Bigfoot. I see. I mean, it's not just like a, a drunk uncle who was barbecuing and ate a burger and then took a shirtless nap in the front yard after mowing the grass. I mean, that happens sometimes. <laughs> a hamburger nap man. in the front yard? Grass man. <laughs> um, I will. Let me see if I have any more that. They're there's, all... there's a lot of really good ones. Um there's okay. Well, I'll come back to some of these. Well, that's so. I mean, I just so I went to Loch Ness and went swimming. That's why I wanted to tee you up. Oh, thank for you. A story about that. Yes. Yeah, so pal. I went. Um, I was in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted to do something really dumb. This absurd. is just recently, everybody. He just last got week. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got back four days ago. But yeah, I I was I saw that they were doing the biggest research study, like basically they got as many people as they could on Loch Ness with as many cameras and sonar and drones. And they were like, this is a group of Loch Ness monster finders. We actually have the stories. A TJ Roy sent it in. I was talking to somebody about it. It was like in 50 years, they've never had this many people. They wanted to prove conclusively that Nessie was real or wasn't real. It is crazy that, it's simply like, why are people still obsessed with it? That's my question. Well, why does it persist? So I was having dinner up in Isle of Skye, and this Scottish couple struck up conversation with them. And without me mentioning this, this uh-huh. woman goes, I'm a very big fan of uh, cryptozoology. Because uh, she had a dog. And I go, oh, do you she's do dogs? Scottish? She was Scottish. She's uh-huh. a Scottish couple in their 50s. Really so, nice folks. That's great. And so she said it like, <laughs> and you were like, oh, I think she likes cryptozoology. Crypto- yeah, she did. And, <laughs> and But she said something so funny because I was like, uh, they asked me where I'd been. And I said, oh, I stopped in Fort Augustus. And I went all these places. And she was like, did you see Nessie? And I said, no, but I'm going to go swimming in a banana costume. And she goes, I hope they don't find it. And I said, why? She goes, I hope. She's like, I believe in all of them, and I hope they never find any of them because the world needs magic. I so, agree with that. It needs the mystery. I do. I love that. And then I ate a boiled lobster, which is a very weird way to cook lobster. Isn't that the way most people cook lobster? I think you steam lobster. Oh, you steam lobster. Yeah, so they don't get all soggy. And Oh, this was a wet lobster. It was wet on the inside. And I and she kept being like, can you eat all of it? Okay, you're going to finish that yourself? And I'm like, I'm going to try. And I just didn't enjoy the whole thing. <laughs> So anyways, I go and I got lucky because the first day that I was going to do it was probably 50 degrees and foggy and the water was, the water temperature there is so cold that I Googled like, can you swim in Loch Ness? It's very cliffy. Like it's incredibly Uh huge. It's so big. It's a big lock and um, it's hard to get into it in a lot of places. So I was like, 
Okay, and I found this beach. It's called like Loch Ness Beach or whatever. It's near Inverness. And and Loch just means lake, right? Yeah. So there's something like, I don't know the number, but let's say there's 3,000 locks. There's one lake in Scotland. All the rest are locks. What? That's a weird trivia I learned while okay. I was there. All right. One lake in Scotland. So I ended up waiting, which was smart. <laughs> the day of the weekend of all the studies, they had so many problems. Like they heard Nessie, but they forgot to push record on the audio device. <laughs> Where you're like, all right, I don't think you heard anything. Yeah. I'm Nessie. Sun comes out, and I'm like, this is the moment. Go on this beach, and I'm as I go away from everybody because I didn't want to like mess with all the people with the cameras. There are people with tripods. They're all there. Yeah, there were boats and tripods and drone people. There were two little girls swimming in this like roped off area. So people do swim in there. Locals do swim. And so I go way down the end, and I, I put on the banana costume, and I walk out, and it's cold. It's not polar bear plunge cold, but uh-huh. it's cold enough where I'm like, oh. So take some pics, take some pics. And then I'm like, well, I'm really going to swim. And as I start pushing out and like backstroking, this new group of guys come and they have all this equipment for finding Nessie. Oh, and they see me dressed as a banana and the sun is shining. So I'm glowing in this dark water. And they're, and I'm like, <laughs> I posted some of the photos yeah. and videos on our Instagram and I muted them because you hear me going, it's <laughs> 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 so cold. But then after five minutes, it warmed up. Yeah. Like I was, I, I should have stayed and swum deeper, but why die? Yeah, exactly. uh, why die for a bit? Yeah. So this one guy with an American voice, American accent goes, are you part of the research? And I was too cold to respond. He goes, are you part of the search? And like, I'm like, here we go. And so I was so cold. My response, I, I couldn't be funny, but I think because I couldn't be funny, I was funny, where I go, I am the search, thank you. (laughs) Treading water as a banana. I am the search, thank you. (laughs) And then they smiled, didn't laugh, and walked down the beach and started just filming. So they just had people around in boats and stuff just filming the water. I I hope it's real. So, but here, and that's the thing, I just don't... I like your the Scottish woman crypt like I yeah, like that a, idea. Just a nice lady that helps dogs. That can just be like just believe in it because it's fun and we need that. But these people who show up with equipment to try and find it, that's the part where I go, why? Like yeah. what what part of there's been one photograph yeah. You know, 80 years ago, and they think it's a whale's dick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then some, uh, the day after I left and I went somewhere else, uh, in the news, they were covering it in all the Scottish local news. And a woman who had taken a photo in 2018 and never showed it, showed it. And everybody's like, this is the most conclusive footage that, yes, Nessie is real. <laughs> and then the second comment on the news thing I read was like, yo, this is two trash bags. <laughs> 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 and then you look at it, you go, this is two trash bags. <laughs> so we're all chasing two trash bags worth of Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> it was so worth it. But I just wanted to be the first person to ever swim in Loch Ness in a banana costume. I love it so much. So a loch is actually connected to the ocean, It right? is. There's a okay. Loch Ness River. And then you're really close to whatever sea is right there. When Yeah, I think it is connected. Okay, great. I think that's what makes the difference between a They lake do and have a dolphins at the mouth of the Loch Ness sometimes too, which are really rare to see too. But they said oh, okay. you're more likely to see like a bottlenose dolphin than the Loch Ness Monster. I was like, that makes a lot of sense uh, to me. Totally, because that's an animal. Yep. <laughs> they exist and they're smart yep. and they're not afraid of people. 
here's one. Yes, please. Christine Kuzik. Let's go with Kuzik right, or like Kuzik. I think it's Kuzik. I like that. This is in unbox.ph, which I don't know what the pH is. Let's assume Philippines, maybe. Written by Dewey Gweeson. <laughs> that is a great name. You know I love a good name. Oh, Dewey Gweeson. Dewey Gweeson. D-U-E-Y-G-U-I-S-O-N. Not only is he best in the biz in writing, he's best in the biz with naming. God, I wish I knew Dewey Gweeson's I'd like to. I'd like to know name. Dewey Gweeson's parents, actually. Yes. The Gweesons. Meet the Gweesons. <laughs> this whole thing is a funny... I'm going to struggle to get through this article. <laughs> I'm Bryce Gweeson, and I'm... <laughs> Tammy Gweeson and this is our son. <laughs> this is Dewey Gweeson. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I'm Leslie Gweeson. <laughs> and then I'm going into a silly name headline, so hold on to your butts. <laughs> Microsoft <laughs> Microsoft Bimbos was an actual computer shop in Japan. Microsoft Bimbos? Microsoft Bimbo <laughs> Bimbos. <laughs> Microsoft Bimbos? Microsoft Bimbos. Microsoft Bimbos spelled B-I-M-B-O-W-S. Microsoft Bimbos was an actual computer shop in Japan. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. I mean, Christine, you know me too well. You are a great banana. Oh, my God. The internet is full of memes that include known brands with butchered names. One of the more famous ones is Microsoft Bimbos, which is a play on the Microsoft Windows, Windows branding. While it's become a popular meme to reference by any knockoffs, the place as it was an actual computer shop in Japan in the 2000s. It has been speculated that the shop closed down sometime in 2002, though. It's not clear if it closed down to legal issues by how butchered the words Microsoft Windows. The name of the store actually has a pun to it, as in as bimbo in Japan means cheap. <laughs> My Microsoft Bimbos. I've got the sign. <laughs> it looks like they used the Windows logo. They used the Microsoft <laughs> Windows logo from 1995 on oh, it. Oh man. Oh, Microsoft Bimbos. So, yeah, and so Bimbo means cheap in J Japanese. Oh, that's that's great. What Microsoft Bimbos uh, was probably meant that the store sold affordable secondhand computers. Uh, uh, do remember that secondhand computers were expensive back then, so mm -hmm. a thriving market for secondhand units existed. I love this reporting. The store may no longer exist, but YouTuber Nick Robinson was able to find the location of what used to be Microsoft Bimbos while he was spotted the location wearing VR. Robinson was able to find the building itself in person two years later uh, with a video of where Microsoft Bimbos used to be. <laughs> so rest in peace, Microsoft Bimbos. R.I.P. Ladies, if a guy's hitting on you at a bar and he asks your name, just say your name is Microsoft Bimbos and give him uh, a fake number. <laughs> God, that made me laugh so hard when oh, I read it. That is amazing. Microsoft Bimbos. I would really I wish I wish it still existed. You know, I what was like the what was the place at your town mm -hmm. when you were growing up that was a store that you as a child were just like, well, this is a store that's everywhere, and then you found out it's just from there. Oh, that's interesting. Mine was three guys. Ooh. And it was there was three guys and then there was cost cutters. Okay. And they were very similar type stores. Three guys was in Neptune cost cutters was in wall and um 
Maybe maybe it was two guys. It might have been two guys, but it was literally so like you need. walk in and it was like a precursor to Costco, much smaller, mm. but like just fucking boxes of shit everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was all Rummage really through. cheap. Yeah, yeah. And cost cutters was a little more organized, but the same thing. We I always go there for like back to school stuff. Well, so we had this is sort of a parallel thought. There was a cable access channel like you know probably called mpt like maryland public television something and they had shows and they would have like late night shows that were like charm city talks or yeah. whatever and they had uh, i think there was a jewish version or at least the jcc near my hometown the jewish community center would like have shows um just on this thing and they would run real local commercials and myself and my buddy Dan Glass, an old high school friend of mine, are the only two people who I've ever talked to, so specifically for Marylanders on this one. I was watching one day by myself, like summer break, God, 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and it was an old Jewish man with huge glasses, and he was squinting, and he walks by a sunglasses hut, or sunglass hut. Uh-huh. And the whole commercial for <laughs> one minute, one full minute, is him going, sunglasses, hut, hut, glasses, sunglasses, glasses, hut, hut, glasses, hut, sunglasses. That's it. Just repeating it for 50 seconds of an old man who can barely read, reading the word sunglass hut, but then going like, glasses, glasses, hut, hut. <laughs> So I thought I was dying, obviously, even though I was a child. And I've talked about in high school, I would be like, has anybody seen, seen the sunglasses hut commercial? And God bless my friend Dan, the only person. It's I don't know what that phenomenon is, but it's like a shared hallucination or something. Yes, yes, yes. And if and if it, Dan had not said it, yeah. I would have thought I, I lost my mind. Yeah. That I had had some sort of like seizure or moment where I was out of body. <laughs> Sunglasses, hut, glasses, glasses. <laughs> and you're like, also effective. I'm thinking about it 27 <laughs> years later. It. I had, so I had the opposite happen, which is I'm, I know that this is not a commercial that yeah. happened, but it was there's three of us, me, Chris, and Damien, we're in, we're, uh, I'm probably 16, they're 15, 14. We're watching TV, just TV's on. And an infomercial, not like, you know, remember how album albums used to have, like best of albums used yeah. to have commercials? Yes. And we swear to, oh, so we're watching it, and we, all three of us hear Eric Clapton. What a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and we all start busting out laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, did they just say Eric Clapton? What a jackass! And then, and then, and we all heard it. And then it's never like the commercials on a thousand times. It does not say yeah. Eric Clapton. What a jackass! It doesn't say anything. But you that, all heard it. It doesn't sound anything like Eric Clapton's What a, I think it's Eric Clapton. What a legend! And we all heard Eric Clapton. What a jackass! <laughs> and just start all started uh, like laughing. And we're like, you heard that? You heard that? It was amazing to this day. And it was like a, a shared hallucination. And sometimes, I mean, something happened. Something, yeah. some truck drove by at the exact right moment and bent your ears a certain yeah. way. God, that's so funny. <laughs> but there are so many, because Maryland has so much seafood that there's so many restaurants that you kind of assume, but then, or like snowballs, which to a lot of people, they don't even know what snowballs are. But in Maryland in the summer, you buy, it's, it's like shaved ice. 
but it's really specific and people pump it with marshmallow and chocolate and all these things but they open around april may and they close when school starts yeah baby and it is i worked in bilbo's i've talked about it on the pod but like i thought snowballs were just everybody after yes. after soccer there practice, it is. if you're eight years old you get a snowball uh-huh yeah yeah i love that they're nowhere they're louisiana and maryland for all i know and god we gotta hold on to shit like that it's great that is what makes an like now that everything is the same, like there are no more two guys, there's no more cost cutters. Yeah. You know, like there are, like, thank God snowballs still exist. Yeah, Barb snowballs. I slammed my thumb in the car door once and it was bleeding and bruised and horrible. And she gave me just shaved ice with no flavoring just to stick my thumb in until we drove home. Yeah, baby. I was like, thanks, Barb. <laughs> you rip. And then, of course, I'll tease us into a break with the best title Police rush to reports of ritual mass murder. But it was just a yoga class. That is so... Ritual is the funniest ritual part of that. <laughs> ritual. Because there's candles, obviously, and the lights are turned low. <laughs> Be right back with more bananas. Folks, we're back, Scotty. Give us a shout-outs. Uh, and also, Bananimals, if you've never given us a five-star review on Apple oh, or, or or Spotify or please. Wondery Amazon or please. Google Podcasts, just give us five stars. It warms our hearts down to the, the cockles of our hearts. Just go a flutter. So five stars means the world to us. And maybe we'll share them in our stories on our Instagram, The Bananas Podcast on Instagram. Melanie Halterman shouts out union reps, union members, and union supporters. Melanie is a full-time union rep, and she says it's hard fucking work. Yeah. Power to the people and power to unions. Hell yeah. We just came from walking. We're both wearing shirts that say Guild Boy. Yeah, we are. And also, everybody, I, most people are on side of the writers for this, and... What I don't think people understand because stuff keeps coming out right now, movies and TV shows, but there is about to be a huge gap in what's coming out. So if you're a big fan of a show, if you love Stranger Things, if you love Justified, if you love really any show that has a script, it ain't coming for a long, long, long time, time because we usually write for 22 weeks over the summer if we're lucky and nobody's writing. So I've been writing for 138 days. Yeah, now, it's about to get real to, you know, Joe Mulch and Jane Casserole. It's about to get real. This is what I was thinking. And I don't know. Maybe this is the plan. But I was well, if this is the plan at a certain point, I don't understand why it hasn't been the plan mm -hmm. of just encouraging a nationwide unsubscribe of just like on this day, if the writer strike is not over, yeah. everyone unsubscribes from Netflix at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and then just you resubscribe once they like join up with the, with with the, with the, with, the, with an actual workable contract. And I would say like, if you want to support work, writers right now, this is as a movie writer going to a movie theater and buying a ticket, that system is still in place where writers get residuals. Yeah. It's the old Hollywood system that we've agreed on old strike. So if you're sitting there, you go, well, how can I support you guys besides just supporting us? Go to movies, buy tickets. It's great for writers. And then 
I mean, I'm not going to tell anybody to do it, but if there is a streamer that you just don't watch, if you open up and you go to one all the time, keep that one. But if there's that fourth one yeah. that you, you like one show on, drop it. It's also good for your mental health. Get rid of that. You can also drop it, and then when something that you want to watch comes back, resubscribe. Usually free for a month. Yeah. Then drop it again. Then drop it again. That's cool. Uh, uh, Cassidy Thompson is asking Bananimals for donations to repair the Building for Women. Now, the Building for Women is the only independent women's health clinic in all of northern Minnesota and the entire upper peninsula of Michigan and I think in northern Wisconsin, too. We can share the GoFundMe link if you want to support a great cause and a group of people who are all about women's health. They just need repairs on their building. I'm sure we'll donate. Yes. Sydney wants to shout out Sofia Torres. Just wants to tell her how much she loves her and that she can't imagine rocking and rolling through life without her. So shout out to Sofia. Hope you're having a great day. Hell yeah. And last but not least, this is an interesting one. This one made me tear up when I read it. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it's very cool and sweet. Molly Flynn Mm -hmm. is a night auditor working the graveyard shift at the Marriott in Redlands. So she's working the graveyard shift at a Marriott. She recently had guests that were Air Force helicopter pilots. And the subject of funny names came up. And one of the pilots asked if she listened to any podcasts. Molly said, I only listen to one podcast. And it's called, and all of the pilots and Molly said, bananas in unison. Are you kidding me? Nope. Third shift. Air Force pilots, so shout out to those helicopter pilots who were at the Marriott and Redlands and to Night Auditor Molly Flynn for all being bananimals. What the what? She said, I only listen to one podcast and it's called, and they all said, she said they all chimed in together, bananas. Crazy. Oh my God. I forget people listen to this podcast. (laughs) Because it is you and I talking over Zoom or only to each other or only to a guest. And besides the live show, we forget. Yeah, that's amazing. So anyway, shout out to all the Air Force helicopter pilots and to Molly Flynn. Thank you for telling us. Thank you, Molly. Makes us feel great. That is amazing. I'm going to take that with me to my grave. Yeah. That's really nice. Anywho, anything else? Come out and see us live. We're everywhere. We're East Coast in it. We're doing door to shore in October. Thanks for all the support, guys. Yeah. We're going to be in uh, uh, Raleigh uh, and Atlanta uh, end of October. Uh, Middle of November, we're in Richmond and Baltimore and Brooklyn. And then right at the top of December, we're in Philadelphia and maybe a Pittsburgh date, um, if I can figure that out. And I think a lot of my high school friends are coming to that Baltimore show. Some already told me they bought tickets. These are people I haven't seen in 15 years or 20 years. So it'll be be so cool. I can't believe it. Thanks for coming out. Franklin High School in Reisterstown, Maryland. Police rushed to reports. I've I've read this so many times. It's okay. It's about ritual Um, death. This is on CNN. That's real. Sort of. <laughs> That's kind of real. This is by Leanne Colrin. Okay, she good. Yeah, She's good. Better than a bit. Best than beeswax. When a yoga teacher turned out the lights towards the end of one of her classes in Britain this week, her hope was to encourage <laughs> peaceful relaxation. What followed could not have been further from her intention. Soon after the class was over, a mass of police sirens shattered the peace as officers raced towards the venue where the class was being held. Okay. They were responding to a call from a member of the public worried there had been a mass killing <laughs> at the <laughs> yoga studio in the small English coastal resort. 
resort of Chapel St. Leonard's. Uh, Millie Laws, who runs Unity Yoga, was teaching the class at the North Sea Observatory in the village, which also doubles as a community space, art gallery, and exercise studio. Seascape Cafe at the observatory described the incident on Wednesday evening in a Facebook post, writing, If anyone heard the mass of police sirens in Chapel St. Leonard at 9.30 p.m. last night, yeah. then please be reassured. They were on their way to the observatory after someone reported a mass killing in our building, having seen several people lying on the floor, which actually turned out to be the yoga class in meditation the space is it literally there's a picture of the of the space uh there's one two three four five six seven candles a big wooden hoop a book i mean i guess i guess i guess the hoop all of a sudden does make me think like okay maybe yeah but it's like a little wicker man. Everyone's I guess. in. Everyone would have been in athleisure, laying on yoga mats. Yeah, there must be signage on the building. I'm guessing. I mean, it sounds like it's a community space. Oh, and why rent the community space to do a ritual mass suicide? Also, leave them alone. Also, <laughs> <laughs> they made the choice. They drank their. It's not Kool-Aid. violent. Yeah. It's not violent. Everyone is peacefully laying on a yoga mat. If that is a ritual mass suicide. They've made their choice they're, already. They're out there. They're on the back of the comet racing towards, you know, their <laughs> personal Valhalla. Let them have it. In a separate Facebook post on the Unity Yoga page, Laws said that the call to police was triggered after, quote, some local dog walkers mm-hmm. mistook the scene for a ritual mass murder. Dog walkers, man, it's weird to look at that many buttholes every day is going to do something to a person. (laughs) It's weird. In a phone interview with CNN Friday, Law said that five police cars showed up at the venue soon after she and the seven other class participants had left. She was told after the episode on a phone call from the venue manager. I was very shocked. So surreal. I didn't quite believe it was true. I've spoken to the people who took part, and they have just said how mad it is. I guess that means crazy. Yeah. They're all participating in a beautiful, deep relaxation. <laughs> never run through any of their minds that it could yeah. be taken in this way. Um, yep. There it is. Did you ever do the sound bath in Joshua Tree? Have you ever done that thing? No. I want to do that. Yeah. We should figure Lauren out a Joshua Tree hang. Did she like it? Um, did it drive her nuts? She's like, it was fine. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. I think it's just like some relaxing sounds that happen and you lay. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a place called the Sonodrome. I'm looking it up too. It's It's like a very famous thing in Joshua Tree National Park in California where you, it's like the Integratron, the the Integratron. It's the Integratron. And you can book this thing and it's a, Sonic uh, healing. What they call it a uniquely resonant tabernacle and energy mas- machine sited on a, uh, you know, powerful blah, blah, blah. It's blah, essentially blah, blah. like it's it, like a it looks like a, Bucky ba- like a Bucky Dome. Um, and I guess they have they play certain instruments inside of it and you're supposed to. It know, is crazy that we all live these chaotic lives where we have so much input, so many, you know, between looking at our phones and working and living our lives and raising your kids and all these things that we get so busy that lying still and listening for an hour yes. is considered therapy. Yeah. Also, I, I get acupuncture once or twice a month just for general wellness. Really? And yeah, I love it. Uh, go right here in Echo Park. It's great. Oh, wow. Um, okay, it's great. awesome. And, but I find the best part is I get 40 minutes to lay mm-hmm. in a room by myself. Yeah. And it's, you know, they have spa music or whatever the rain water music they play is. 
But I just lay there with 10 needles in me. And I think what I like is permission to do jack shit yes. during the day for 40 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a dream. Yeah. That is, that's great. I didn't know you did it twice a month. I do, and it's cool. And I, I, um, I started doing it when I came out of the Great Quar, and I'd just been hanging out at home and drinking too much. And, uh-huh. you know, we all lost our minds after a year. And I was like, I want to do total health, and I just want to work this in for general health. Yeah. And, I, yeah, it's been great. And so you just go and say, like, just give me some needles. And you don't say, like, for this specific thing. Yeah, I've only done that once. One day I had like a ton of um, like dread anxiety. Like two times a year I'll get this sort of depression thing for a couple days. Like two or three days where I don't even know what's going on, but I feel like I have a frog in my throat. Uh-huh. And normally, you know, I walk or I tell friends or I do whatever I do to get through it. And this time I was like, well, I have this session tomorrow, so I'm just going to mention it. And my acupuncturist, Steve, great dude, was like, anything going on with you? We're just doing like kind of general, get the energy flow going. And I was like, I've been having this pit in my throat and I have this dread. And he like, he's like, oh, hell yes. He's like, there's this one that I love to do. And it's like a needle right at the top of your sternum. Uh Not even sternum, like where your collarbones meet below your Adam's apple if you're a, a guy. And, uh, and he gave me like a totally different batch. And honestly, the next day I felt better, whether yeah. it lifted on its own or that was part of the energy movement. Yeah. But he was so stoked because I go in generally to give him an assignment. Yeah. He was like, yes, I love doing this one. Yeah. I always, I go, the only time I go is when my back acts. It up. works. It works like immediately. You know how it works? It's so crazy. You know it. You know you know how it works. In the United States where our healthcare is such exactly. dog shit, exactly. insurance covers a lot of types. A lot of acupuncture. Of acupuncture. And that means it works so <laughs> well. Because the amount that insurance wants to not fucking cover someone sticking That's pins in your right. goddamn foot is a billion like it's, yes the 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 proof has to be so overwhelming for them to be like all right we'll pay for it they're pieces of <laughs> shit yeah they are they're <laughs> the biggest pieces of shit in american culture but for back pain and some migraines and stuff for some we've proven it works yeah all right give me one speaking of uh interesting medical situations this was from india elizabeth thank you india elizabeth uh, this was on CNN also, written by Swati Gupta, another great name. Swati Gupta is so damn good at typing. Woman with two wombs gives birth twice a month apart. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. Ow. All right. Wait. I mean, I got so many questions. Is it one vagina, two wombs? Or is it double vagina, double wombs? Great question. All right. Also, I already told the story in 2020 about the wedding I went to in Cherokee, North Carolina, where I was a guest of a guest, basically. It was Heather Lawless and Jeff Buchanan's wedding, and one of the best men or the groomsmen referenced having two penis holes, and one of the other guys goes, you've been saying this for years, is it true? And he goes, yeah, and we went in the bathroom, and he showed me, and he had two penis holes. So one was, I don't even, this is crazy. So this is a... What you just said to me is insane. Yes. And I have no memory of it. Well, 2020 alone. One one hole was straight ahead and then the other one's below. No. Yeah. So he had two that looked like, not like side by side, like Elmer Fudd's hunting rifle, (laughs) but two vertically and they both peed and they both ejaculated and they did, they, but he did. And so me and. So it was like one urethra that then split into two right at the end. Yes. Okay. But he did have two penis holes and. 
and I went in and another guy went in. I love that you went in and looked at his dick. Oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say no. Of course. I was a guest of a guest. Right, right, right. Which is the most powerful thing you can do in American social socializing if you get invited to a wedding where that guest barely knows the person so you are so detached from yeah. what's going on yeah it was awesome and so yeah i we came out and three of us were like it's true he has two penis holes <laughs> <laughs> and then you know That's who overheard it was comedian david cross who was watching a red Sox baseball game and not socializing with anybody he does that <laughs> He does that. <laughs> and he was like, what are you guys talking about? We're like, two penis holes. Anyway, back to what matters. Two wombs. CNN. A 20-year-old Bangladeshi woman gave birth to twins 26 days. Oh, this is even crazier. Gave birth to twins 26 days after giving birth to her first child. So three children in 26 days. One womb had twins and the other one, oh my... Okay. Oh, my God. Arifa Sultana, which is a really beautiful last name. Sultana is an incredible name that I'm going to put in a script now that I'm reading it. Gave birth to a boy in late February, according to Dr. Sheila Podar, a gynecologist at Ad-Din Hospital in Dhaka. After a normal delivery, the mother and baby were released uh, from a different Dhaka hospital. And less than four weeks later, she was admitted to Ad-Din Hospital. She came to the hospital complaining of lower abdominal pain. Doctors performed an ultrasound and realized Sultana was pregnant with twins. Sultana had two uteruses, a condition called uterus uh, didelphus or didelphus. Okay. Her first baby and the twins were conceived and grown in separate wombs. Okay. So okay. two wombs, two uteruses, two wombs. She did not have an ultrasound before the first delivery, so the twins were missed, Podar said. It's she not, did not have an ultrasound before the first delivery. No, oh, I guess man. she just thought she was pregnant and she was pregnant. Oh, man. It's not very common to have two uteruses. Oh, when, really? Uh, yeah, shocking. It, this is not called obvious podcast. This is bananas <laughs> for reasons. <laughs> Uh, when the uterus develops, it comes from two tubes, and those tubes fuse together. For some women, the fusion does not occur, and the dividing wall does not dissolve. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it like grows down from the ovaries almost. The fallopian tubes, I guess, yeah, or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. So yeah, the, oh, the oh, that's interesting. That makes sense. It comes from the ovaries, a fallopian tube, and then it just like joins up. And if it doesn't join up, but then towards the end, it, it they guess they get back together again. And I then think goes to the so, vagina. or and divides at some point, according to Dr. S.N. Basu, head of um, gynecology at Max Healthcare in New Delhi. Okay. Podar was able to quickly perform a C-section, deliver the twins, a boy and a girl. All three children are safe, safe and happy, safe nice. and happy, safe and healthy, excuse me, which is wonderful, Podar said. And the mother is also healthy and fine. Uh, as uterus didelphus is a rare uh, congenital abnormality, and the occurrence of twin gestation overall has a rate of just one in a million, this is extremely rare. Wow. And also to get pregnant in, at the same time. For or actually, it, they're at different times. Yeah. So it was three weeks later. Yeah, they were trying, I guess. Oh, but you know what it could have been? It could have been the... the Sperm went everywhere? It could have been just one time that they had sex. But twins are often come early because there's not enough space in the uterus. Pretty crazy. Yeah. From rural areas, people don't often know what's wrong with them when it comes to their health. Uh -huh. This is a quote by Basu, Dr. Basu. They don't know how many children they are pregnant with and sometimes whether they are pregnant at all, uh -huh. Dr. Basu says. Anyways, 
I was just, you know, you you once told me it's like one kid is hard, two is so much harder. Yeah. It's like exponentially harder. But then imagine, I was trying to think if this would be easier and better, like if you're growing a family, yeah, to have three kids in a month seems pretty interesting. I just feel like it's incredibly hard for two years. Like yeah, a nightmare like for two years. It's a straight nightmare for two years. <laughs> and that's a lot years. of feedings late at night. That's a lot of stuff. There's just a no moment for but then after you're over it, you're done. You know? Whereas like like I we've extended ours because there's two and a half years in between ours. So it's like we got to two and a half where like things started improving. Yes. And then we started over <laughs> yeah. again. You know? Oh yeah. But it we never had it so bad with just one. Yes. Um but having Two. I've heard that, that it just breaks you. I just bet. twins. I bet. It's pretty wild. I had a friend, I won't name names, we're, we've lost touch in, for years, but he called me down once to uh, Florida and he was like, I could really use a friend. And I was like, sure. And I go down and this dude, we're young. I, I was probably 17 mm-hmm. or 18. I was 18. He was 19. And he had, he was like, I need a dude friend and you give good advice. So scraped together whatever money flew down there i'm hanging out with him and what had happened is he was dating somebody they broke up and in that window of breakup for like two weeks he he was a bartender at a chili's okay and it was the only place that would still serve alcohol in this one part of town until like midnight and he ended up hooking up with another girl then and the reason he called me down is because his ex-girlfriend says, I'm pregnant, I'm keeping it. And he said, okay, well, I'll stay with you and I'll marry you. And then one week later, the girl he hooked no. up with said, I'm pregnant. No. So this 19-year-old oh my God. who hated condoms, apparently, apparently really just hated did. wearing condoms, uh, has... Very healthy sperm. Had He was like, so, I mean, at 19... At 19. To be like, I'm having... And so then he had to tell his ex-girlfriend who he'd agreed to get with and ended up marrying that he had hooked oh. up with somebody else and that that person was keeping it. So we went to a party two or three years later and this woman's like, oh, are they twins? And he goes, no, they're not twins. They're actually like a month apart. And the woman's like starts laughing. She's like, that's funny. Like, how could they be a month apart? And then just did the math and like yeah, looked yeah. at our faces. And I'm like, no, lady, no, lady, no, lady, no. Oh, it was so, I've never seen like stress radiating off of a, a dude friend of mine ever more in my at life. 19 too, man. Yeah, so those kids are out of college. They're out of college. Yeah. They loved each other. The siblings were, even though they were had different mamas, they like they got along beautifully. Oh, I yeah. think it was ultimately great for mm-hmm. the. I mean, it was great that they, they had, had this. They were they had so close to each other; they could go to school. Yeah, but know, they weren't twins, and just That's to, interesting. this woman. Oh, a month apart. How's that? Even- just frozen. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like the program starts yeah. running the calculations. And then like reading the haptics and optics on our faces <laughs> where we're just staring dead ahead like Mount Rushmore. Just like, please, lady, please don't. Please, we don't want to have to explain this. We're at an Easter brunch. I am because I'm, I, you know, uh, fuck up so often in social situations that I. Um, I've always had a hard rule of like never, ever, ever mm-hmm. assuming someone's pregnant, even if it's like hey, smart they're about like if a baby is poking its head out and being like, what's up? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be like, I, so you're pregnant. Yeah, I never, haven't noticed ever. anything about you. And so it is. 
I have to wait for the person to say I am pregnant. Smart. And just waiting and just pretending maybe something else is happening, you know? Uh, But it gets awkward at a certain point where people are like, I'm very obviously pregnant. And I'm just like, well, I didn't, I can't, I can't say I don't notice and I don't don't care and I don't judge and I'm not looking at you. I'm not looking. This was a fun episode. I'm going to end it by just reading off the rest of these local cryptids. Please do. Goat man. (laughs) Classic. White river monster. Boring. Hopkinsville goblins. Sounding good. Oklahoma octopus. Sign me up. I mean, I want to see the OK Oct. (sighs) Melon heads. Cool band. Lizard man. (laughs) Again, a four-year-old got to name that one. Honey Island Swamp Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Honey Island sounds cute. Dire Wolf. Dire Wolf, classic. Uh, Real animal, I think. Loveland Frogman. (laughs) Loveland Frogman. That just sounds like a jazz band. Michigan Dogman. Dogman is the funniest. On last podcast on the left, when I saw them live in the Hollywood Cemetery, they do a cryptid thing at the beginning of their live show, and they did Dogman. And the photo was so shitty. And Henry was so funny about being like, that's real. That is real. That photo is real. It was like the worst black and white Photoshop dog's head on a human's body. Dog man. Um, Bullback. Bullback sounds scary. That sounds like it could be a horror movie. Magallan Monster. Magallan Monster. Beast of Bray Road. If you've ever seen a cryptid and you're an animal, send us a photo. Please. We would love to see your chupacabras. We would love to see your swamp squatches. Just send us your cryptid stuff. We're never going to go down that path as a podcast. They already exist. But we're fans. Taniwa. (laughs) Taniwa sounds good. Sounds like a restaurant. Tokoloshi. Sounds like a sushi restaurant. Bunyip. Paul Bunyip. Snallygaster. Well, that's the winner. That's Maryland. Is it? Yeah. Well, let me put it on a shirt. We should have a minor league Orioles baseball team that are like the uh, Silver Spring Sallygasters. Even though I had grown up in Maryland, Baltimore County, I first learned of the legend of the Sallygaster just a few years ago. That's where I'm from. As its latest incarnation as a D.C. beer jamboree of the same name. A beer jamboree? Don't know what that means. A Snallygaster is a dragon-like beast that was known to inhabit central Maryland and the Middletown area of Frederick County out on the Maryland panhandle. Yeah. It would fly around, quietly snatch people, and was also reputed to oh, that use its real. sharp teeth to suck the blood of its victims. Smart. Seven-pointed stars, still seen on barns to this day, were thought yeah. to keep the beast at bay. Oh, okay. There were local newspaper articles about it in 1909, which were later revealed to be a hoax and used to drum up subscriptions for the publishing newspaper. The Snallygaster even makes an appearance in Fallout 76. I'm just glad I never saw it. Oh, I'll make that on a shirt. Oh, that sounds good. Bananimals, if anybody wants to Google it, send me an image of a Snallygaster. I'm going to make a shirt. And uh, and then I'm just going to shout out, it's not in this one, but my local, which is the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil, a classic. Yep. My local is Upper Melinda, the witch that is only has half a body. <laughs> upper Melinda? Yeah. Just the upper part Looking for them Melinda. legs, yeah. <laughs> That's Upper Melinda. All oh right. yeah, so make me a Snallygaster, and I'm going to make one and wear it to the Baltimore live show. If somebody can look it up and draw me a cool one, I will shout you out, and I'll make you a shirt too, any size you want. Banana, bananas podcast.
Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.